Welcome to Green River College's GatorCast. This is Suzanne Johnson, president of Green River College. Today's episode is about making application to transfer to your next college after Green River. For the student listeners here today, this is part three of a three-part series that we're doing on what it means to transfer. And the majority of students at Green River College are transfer students. That means you're here for a couple of years completing your associate's degree, and you're gonna go on to another college, another university, to get your four-year degree. And the first two episodes that we did prior to today's focused on exploring and determining that you are gonna be a transfer student. That's episode one. And the next episode was all about how to plan, how to pick your schools, which as a reminder, you should have at least three to four schools that you're thinking about transferring to. And so those two episodes are really important for you to listen to. So my recommendation would be to hop off at this one, go listen to episode one and two on transfer, and then come back into this. But you're welcome to stay and listen today and re-listen as you might need. So today we are joined with another one of our fantastic (laughs) advisors at Green River College, Eileen Arsenio. Thanks for being here, Eileen. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. tell us about yourself. Where <laughs> where are you located? What do you do at Green River? And then we'll get into our topic today. I am located in the Career and Advising Center, so the Student Affairs Building, uh, bottom floor, first office on the left-hand side. So if ever you have questions, I'm there. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you a transfer advisor? I am a transfer advisor. Um, I work primarily with transfer students. Um, And so it's all throughout their process when they're first coming in, kind of deciding what they want to do throughout their process, making sure they're on track to graduate and then um, helping students with their applications, looking over personal statements um, or just getting an idea of what is on the application. What do I need? Sure. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself at Green River. How long have you been here? I have been here since 2015. Um, I actually started out as a program coordinator in the Current Advising Center with the intention of going into hopefully an advisor position someday. And I got the opportunity and became an advisor. And um, it's been awesome. It's been very exciting. I've learned so much. I've connected with a lot of people. Um, So it's been it's been awesome. I love Green River. Well, that's great. And, you know, a lot of times our, our students, you know, they all oftentimes wonder about, you know, our backgrounds mm-hmm. and how did we get to have the jobs that we have? I mean, yeah. students have recent one uh, one time recently at a pizza with the president, students said, so how do you become a college president? And <laughs> that was an interesting question because yeah. I had never thought about, you know, being a college president. Mm-hmm. But I think it's always helpful for students to know about, you know, our backgrounds. So Tell me about your education. You know, where'd you go to school, um, where you grew up? Yeah. So um, I are was, you a local? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm pretty local. I was uh, born and raised in Bremerton, Washington, so not too far out of high school. I actually went to a community college. So I went oh, to which one? Olympic College. Okay. Good school. <laughs> yes, Good school. it was awesome. Um, got very involved um, in multicultural services. Uh, actually, started out wanting to go into nursing. Um, found it wasn't a good fit and uh, kind of explored different options, um, did a general associate's degree and then eventually transferred to Washington State University. Yeah. Wow, so you're WSU. I'm a WSU alumni. Yeah. Okay. It's and awesome. got your degrees yep. from there. Mm-hmm. 
And then you found your way to Green River. I found my way to Green River, yeah. Um, and I think uh, a lot of the influence that I had um, wanting to go into this profession was because of a lot of the staff that I had interactions with. They had such, you know, a, a huge influence on my decision to pursue this that um, I, I just love being at a school. I love being a part of a school. And community colleges have a very special place in my heart. So I wanted to stay within the community college system. Well, that's tr- that's terrific. And I, yeah. I love your story. Um, I've been mentioning this on other podcasts, you know, for our student listeners out there. If you noticed, um, Eileen talked about some different areas that she studied before she found the area that she's yes. in now. Because <laughs> uh, one of our episodes uh, with Josh Steffieri, our career uh, specialist here at mm-hmm. the college, we talked about how um, trying different uh, programs of study, trying different career ideas out, it's part of and a normal part of college life experience. For sure. But so oftentimes students feel so pressured to feel like they should have the answers about what they're going to do for the rest (laughs) of their lives. You know, um, and sometimes with that kind of pressure, it just sort of paralyzes people in terms of being able to make any kinds of decisions or being afraid to try things. Right. Um, So I love it that that you share, you know, (laughs) you thought about nursing, you know, in the past and that yeah. wasn't the best fit for you and you know you you found your way yeah um, that's terrific yeah. so just file that all of our student <laughs> listeners out there yeah I mean if you were to tell me that you know when I was 18 19 years old that I was going to be a college advisor I probably would have said no way this wouldn't be a, a career that I'd want to do but lo and behold here I am and I love it wow <laughs> that's that's great and well we're really happy you're here oh, so so Eileen, since you weren't here for our prior episodes, mm-hmm. we have talked about uh, the reality that, you know, most of the students here at our college are transfer students, meaning mm-hmm. that what they're studying here will require that they go on to another uh, institution to complete a degree mm-hmm. and then to move on in terms of a career aspiration. Maybe they'll even go on to graduate school. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have students here that are career and technical education uh, students. These, mm-hmm. They're studying programs that lead directly into employment opportunities. But clearly, the majority of the students that you you work with are those that are going to go to another college after hours. Mm-hmm. The other thing we've talked about besides the fact that the majority of our students are transfer students at the college, is that there's phases of planning yes. you know, to go to uh, the next school mm-hmm. and how important that is for the planning. Yes, And uh, we've talked about the reality that when students come in here, um, they might be exploring and pretty quickly they realize, okay, what I'm interested in studying will require that I have to go on. And that was episode mm-hmm. one of trans- our transfer series. Mm-hmm. And then our last episode really focused on, um, okay, I know I have to transfer. And so then what? And we talked about the importance of a degree audit. And that's the tool that students can access on our website through our class registration page, Mm -hmm. which shows them what a four-year degree in whatever area it might be, Mm -hmm. what the coursework looks like, and then how they can build an education plan or an academic plan for their time here at Green River. And these are really like pieces of paper. You know, you hear Mm -hmm. like degree audit Mm -hmm. or education or academic plan, and it sounds like something that's you know, I don't know, yeah. a little scary or kind of weird. It's like, is that something that happens to you? But yeah. These are really just um, charts. They're, mm-hmm. they're grids that students are able to use and fill out. Mm-hmm. So today we're really focusing on this the journey of transfer. And so mm-hmm. now here we are, students. 
you have determined that you're a transfer student. You've also identified a selection of schools, um, minimum three or four. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that number because I know I talk to a lot of you oftentimes, you know, at the pizza events and I'll ask, are you transferring? And you'll say yes. And I'll, I'll say, where do you plan to transfer? And you'll give me one college. And my next question after that is, okay, I'm sure that's going to work out. But just in case it doesn't, do you have a backup school? And many of you look at me um, and tell me, uh, no. So one of the things that we learned in our prior episode, Eileen, is that it's really good to have three or four schools that you're actually going to make an yes, application to. Definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just, oh, I, th- I have three or four that I might like to and I only apply to one. Right. No. Right? Mm-hmm. So how many applications would you say a student should should fill out or, or plan to complete? I, I agree. I think I think three and three or four is a very good um, number to kind of to at least have an idea of different schools that you would prefer. It's kind of like when you're shopping for a car, right? That's a big investment that you're um, that you're going to be pursuing. So when you're going in, you're looking at different banks. Who's going to give me the best deal, or you know, um, who has the best like payment plans? So being really mindful of that, you're going to look at different options. And it's just like school; you want to you're going to want to have a whole bunch of different options because. You know, realistically, sometimes it doesn't happen that you get into the school that you want to go to. And sometimes it works out better that way. But um, you never know unless you apply to those schools. Right. And just as a reminder, as our listeners might know, who have been with us for episodes one and two on transfer, linked to episode number two and the planning, uh, you will find a number of resources there, dates for our transfer fairs that are coming up, and that's when schools are on our campus, transfer workshops that our career advisors, uh, career advising uh, staff provide, mm-hmm. um, as well as potentially any any dates that we might know about in terms of particular schools sending recruiters and advisors to our campus. So make mm-hmm. sure you check out those resources, because I'm sure Eileen's going to <laughs> mention them sometime soon in our yes. conversation. So. Let's start with some questions that I think students might have as they're listening to us have this conversation. Sure. When should I start thinking? If I'm a student and I've realized, okay, I'm going to need to transfer Mm -hmm. and I have figured out, you know, what schools I think I want to apply to, when should I start working on my transfer plans? Honestly, I always say that the minute you start school is when you want to start planning because the earlier you decide what you want to major in, even where you want to go, um, it makes it so that we're able to work with you to create a plan based on what you want to do. So the earlier you can decide, again, we don't want to pressure people, but it is um, it is a big thing, like I said, to, to plan out. Um, and as long as you're planning accordingly, the transition to from community college to a university is a lot smoother. Sure. Um, so let mm-hmm. me ask a question about that, because a lot of our students um, are making their decision in terms of what they might want to study. And mm-hmm. so certainly, I guess, from a, an advisor standpoint, you know, if you have a student that's sitting with you saying, I, I know I want to study history mm-hmm. or I want to study engineering, mm-hmm. it's easier to find schools that you can identify in terms of a degree audit or making an ed plan. Right. Um, But a lot of our students aren't ready to make that commitment. Mm -hmm. And is that a normal thing? It is very normal. Like I said before, 
I thought I knew what I wanted to do and it wasn't necessarily the case. I think the beauty of the AADTA, which is um, the general associate's degree, um, the beauty of that degree is that you have the opportunity to be able to take different classes and kind of explore your options. So this yeah. becomes really important, and that thank you for bringing this up because mm-hmm. this is exactly where I was <laughs> going to go. So for our student listeners there out there, a lot of students who are transferring uh, know what generally what area they might want to study. And for them, they're working on a degree audit and an ed plan around topics like you know engineering or English or history, whatever it might be. But for all of those students, there are probably more students that don't know what they want to study yet, mm-hmm. and they're taking lots of courses across different areas, and it's something that Eileen just explained called the AA, DTA. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me what those letters stand for? So the AA part is Associate in Arts, um, and the DTA means Direct Transfer Agreement. And basically what that means is uh, within the Washington State Schools and some surrounding areas, we have agreements with those schools that if you were to complete an Associate in Arts DTA degree, that that would cover a majority of your general education requirements. So, but it's basically like the first two years of a four-year university. So um, a lot of the courses that you're taking as a freshman or sophomore, if you were to go to a university, is basically what you're covering here. Right. So general education, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that. These are courses that all students, regardless of what a major might be ultimately in their four-year degree, Mm -hmm. um, need to take. They're courses across different content areas, like the fine arts, Mm -hmm. English humanities, math, science, social sciences, and so on, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So when a student says to me, I'm just getting my (laughs) general education courses done, what they actually are doing is completing two years of the coursework they need to take, regardless of what major they might ultimately have. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, it's kind of important. It's very important. (laughs) It's very important. (laughs) Yes. So I think what I'm hearing is whether you know what you want to study when you go to the four-year school or not, your ability to make a plan for transfer is the same. Right. Okay. Yes. So when should they start? You said the soon as they know that they need (laughs) need to transfer, they should start. Right. Yeah. And keeping in mind that there are different degrees and majors that have really specific requirements. And that's why it's really important to decide ahead of time so you can plan accordingly. So as best you can, as best you can. Yeah. Because, again, it's unpredictable. You could decide to do something else right. in the next Even year. Even after you transfer, <laughs> Even you might take you... your first term of courses and then realize, oh, nope, this isn't what I want exactly. to do. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing's written in stone. It isn't. <laughs> so the sooner the better. Yes. And if you're a first-term student here at the college, mm-hmm. is that too early? No. I mean, we've even I've even met with students who were still in high school that weren't coming in till the next year, coming in and saying, I just want to know what I need to do, which is fantastic. I think that's great to at least have an idea of where you're going, and especially going into your associate's degree. Having that plan, knowing what's coming ahead, will allow you to best prepare for that. So 
I and I'm that type of person. I am a planner myself. I love to know what's going to come, what, you know, how I can best prepare myself to be able to pursue things as best as I can, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Pla- yeah. Planning is the key. Yes. Now, what I've heard before, and since you're an expert in the area, <laughs> let me know if what I've heard uh, is is an accurate sort of piece of advice, that if you're a transfer student, by the time you start your second year of coursework, that would mean by the time you've gotten at least 45 credits completed, mm-hmm. you should absolutely be meeting with an advisor for transfer and getting your plans and actions underway. Is that a correct statement? Yes. Yeah. It And it comes so fast <laughs> um, that, you know, the moment you hit that 45 credits, um, essentially, I mean, hopefully you're at the point where you're at the college level courses, um, you're starting to explore different options. Um, you're kind of getting a good feel of it. Hopefully by this time, maybe you've met with Josh. You've narrowed down your options as far as what you want to do. Josh Jaffieri, specialist <laughs> He's an awesome in our guy. advising office. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, really getting that plan so that when you're sitting with an advisor, um, we're creating a more long-term plan of what it's going to look like when you're going to be completing your degree so you can plan when you're going to start applying to colleges because like i said it does come super fast right and unlike green river where you can we have a registration that happens every day Mm -hmm. um many of our four-year institutions have deadlines right right Mm -hmm. there are certain times that you can apply for Mm -hmm. the next year Mm -hmm. or certain times that you can apply for the next term or semester Mm -hmm. it's not that you can apply any any particular day. Right. So this becomes really important, students, and I'm hearing two things here. Number one, if you have completed 45 credits and you know you need to transfer and you have not seen an advisor yet, it's time for you to go. <laughs> come see us. It's time for you to come and see Eileen <laughs> and other advisors in the Student Affairs Building. Mm-hmm. So if you have 45 credits already completed or more and you have not begun your conversations around transfer, it is time. And Eileen, just I know we're going to be talking about this again, but where can they find you again? In the Student Affairs Building, and we're going to be on the ground floor in room 104. So we are, once you enter the building, you're going to go down the stairs, take a right, or or, sorry, a left, (laughs) and we're going to be that first office on the left-hand side. Right. And yeah. a phone number that they can reach you or others at? Yeah. So the the front desk, um, they manage our calendars, um, and they are awesome at answering general questions as well. Um, their phone number is 253-833-9111, and then their extension is 2641. So what's the next step then? Well, one of the, one of the key things that I actually want to focus on too is that there are oftentimes two deadlines that you need to focus on because right, the, let's talk about that. Yeah. So the first one is for general admission into the university. So that's going to have a, a deadline. And potentially, if you are, you know, doing a, a competitive degree that or you're like going a nursing or nursing, engineering, business, business okay. um, some of those particular programs will also have a deadline. A different deadline a different from the deadline. general admission deadline for right. the university. Yeah. Okay. So that's something that's very important that a See, lot I'm of learning students, different things here today. Yeah. And a lot of students will forget that deadline. So if you miss that particular deadline, 
again, it could be something where you'd have to wait a whole another year just to get into the program. So even now I understand why you were saying as (laughs) soon as you enroll in Green River College is the time to plan, right? (laughs) Um, So that's always great. So before 45 credits is always excellent. Yes. that's a good mark off, right? right? 45. So then let's talk about this application process. Yes. So tell me about what the key components of a college application are, because, right. you know, our application for Green River is very similar to the other community colleges in our state. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the same kind of application a student would be filling out for a four-year institution. So let's right. talk about the components of an application sure, for college. Sure, yeah. Um, and a lot nowadays are all online. So um, you're uploading documents. You're able to go back and review them, which is really nice. Well, it's a very different world. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the listeners how long ago I applied to college. <laughs> It's probably before your parents were born. It's okay. But it was like a one and done thing, right? So <laughs> Yes, and it was in the mail. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. the nice well, let's thing. Let's just move on from there. All right. So it's it's gonna be pretty much all online mm-hmm. where you're needing to upload documents and also submit materials. Right. So okay. that'll be the main portion of it is of course there's gonna be an application where they're asking for general information, your first and last name, your address. Um, your institutions on um, where you went previously. Right, all the um, colleges that you've attended. Right, right, yeah. They probably need high school transcripts. Yep, and for some Green of River them. college transcripts mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Right? So depending on how many credits, um, and a lot of students think that they have to complete a degree in order to transfer. You don't necessarily have to. Although we do encourage it. We do very much encourage it, and a lot of universities encourage it as well. You know, one of the, one of the interesting things that has been noted in terms of students going to community colleges mm-hmm. um, is that they have greater success in completing when they go to their four-year institution if they stay at their community college until completing their associate's degree. Yes, yeah. Now, that and might not be true for all students in all situations, but there there is benefit for staying to the end of your associate's degree before you transfer. Definitely. And I can, being a transfer student myself, I can attest to that because mm-hmm. I felt very prepared when I transferred to a university and when I had really those degree specific classes that I was able to, I, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> right. Excellent. So yeah. so there's going to be a general information section to general. the application about name, address, and mm-hmm. some basic uh, educational history kind yes. of things, right? Yeah. And those applications typically come with, they, they have a fee. So that's it's not free to apply to these colleges, which is also a reason why, you know, it's important to have those three or four options. Um, right, your three or four transfer schools that you've right. identified yeah. so that you can know how much it might cost to apply to them. Yes. And on average, they cost, a, I, I want to say, about 30 to $50 uh, per, per application. application. Yes. Okay. So if I had like four colleges, I need to plan to have about $120, $150. Yes. You know, so- in in a certain number of terms set aside. Yeah, and so right. it can get pretty pricey. Um, however, what's nice about a lot of universities now is they have an application fee waiver. Right, um, so if you qualify. And so right. that's another thing we mm-hmm. can plan for, right? As a student, you can learn about what the qualifications for that application fee waiver would be. Exactly. You can help them find that information for out. For sure. And then yeah. submit the information to make them eligible for that. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so don't ever look at the cost as being one of the barriers. Um, like I said, many schools will allow you to apply if you if you qualify for those fee waivers. 
Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So we've got the general information. Mm -hmm. There's an application fee. Mm -hmm. What other components of the application? Transcripts, are, of course, is transcript. the big one. So, okay, so those are your school records, like classes you took and what grades you got. Right. And keeping right. in mind, it's all of the classes that you took. So it could include ones that you've retook. Um, it could be ones that maybe you withdrew from. So everything regarding your student record is going to be on your transcript. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing when you're it's completing a your degree. record of all the courses that exactly. you completed or attempted. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so um, there are withdrawals, which we encourage to keep them at a very minimum. If there are ones in there, um, I usually say we have students that are very concerned about, oh, I'm, I'm going to withdraw from a class. How is that going to affect what the colleges see on my transcript? If you're making an effort to retake those classes and you're getting better grades on them, it, universities um, and the reviewers are going to notice the trends of, okay, they, they attempted this. It didn't work out the first time, but they went back and they did it again and they did really well in that. So they will notice those trends in your transcripts. Well, you know, that's such an important point to, to share. I'm so glad you, you brought that up mm -hmm. because so oftentimes students believe that those who are transferring are straight A students and they've never had any challenge in class. They either failed or or barely passed with a low C or right. D, mm -hmm. um, or that they never withdrew from anything. And, and in reality, yeah. um, many, many students have those kinds of, of experiences. Mm -hmm. The colleges will be looking at the entire educational record, right. the entire mm -hmm. whole student. Mm -hmm. um, and with that whole student aspect, mm -hmm. what other elements then will be in our college application? The personal statement is a great way for you to be able to explain kind of what was going on, your experiences within your community college, extracurricular activities. So going beyond the transcript and your general information, this is really your time to shine on letting the university know who you are, what are you passionate about, um, and how is the university going to get you to where you want to be in life? You know, uh, so Every application has something called a personal statement, yes. and Eileen is sharing one area of an application to colleges, which I know some students have such a level of <laughs> of stress and and uh, worry around. But this is really an opportunity, everybody and the student listeners. There, your personal statement is an opportunity for you to share who you are. Mm -hmm. why you belong at that next institution, and to, to share things that they can't know about you by looking at all the other paper material that right. they're going to be seeing. You are more than the grades on the pa a piece of paper. You're more than the courses that you took. You're more than whatever area of study that you're saying you're interested in, in pursuing. Mm -hmm. You're a whole person. Mm -hmm. So this is really your opportunity to shine. Right. And yeah. to tell the world who you are and why you want to go there. Yeah. So try not to stress <laughs> about that. And when you do, you'll go visit Eileen and she'll yeah. help you through it. Yeah. Okay. So in addition to the personal statement, then what additional components are there? Uh, some applications uh, require letters of recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, so Usually how many? About three? Maybe two or three. Two or three? Yeah. Um, and so those will be um, from 
people you've worked with. It could be if if you've made a connection with your advisor like me or um, an instructor, they can attest to how great of a student you are. Mm. Now, would you mm -hmm. say that letters of recommendation from faculty are especially useful? I think so because they can reflect how you are as a student. And so if they right. have seen how successful you are um, and what you know, how great of a contributor you could be in the classroom, that is very helpful. This is really important um, for our listeners to hear because many times students are um, shy or not feeling all that confident to go and meet with their classroom instructors, mm -hmm. you know, our faculty in their offices, you know, all the faculty have office hours and right. I'm sure that they tell the, the classes, mm -hmm. you know, I have office hours, meaning they're in their office waiting for you to come and see them. <laughs> but what a great opportunity mm -hmm. for a student to get to know faculty who can write letters of recommendation. And oftentimes for the student listeners, you might be applying to a school where your faculty member actually went as a student and they know faculty that are there. Yeah. And that can be a mm -hmm. real advantage. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So two to three letters of recommendation. Mm -hmm. So that sounds to me like, ooh, there's another element of planning. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and one of the things that I stress uh, to students when they're sending out these letter of letters of recommendation, um, it's one thing to simply ask, but I... As someone, actually, I just applied to graduate school and I had to do this for my oh, um, wow. <laughs> for my uh, letters of recommendation was I, I gave sort of like a little cover letter of here's my accomplishments. Here's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And just to give them a good feel of what they could write about in the letter of, of recommendation for me. It is a lot of work to come up with a letter of recommendation. So being able to provide some materials for them to write about is very helpful, sure. too. And actually giving them a few weeks at least yes. to do it, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, I <laughs> used to... want to ask them a week before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the night before. Or the night before. Right. Um, yes. You know, when I was in the classroom, students would come, you know, and ask for letters of recommendation. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you always want to say yes. Mm -hmm. It was always so much better when a student would come with the request and they say, you know, mm -hmm. it's due in three weeks. And I'd yeah. think, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> As compared to, you know, a student coming and saying, I need it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, because everybody's got full days. So right. students out there, mm -hmm. try to get those requests to those people who you want to have write you letters mm -hmm. at least a couple of weeks, if not more, yes. um, before it's actually due or before we, you would like to have it so you can complete your application. Right. So we've got general information, transcripts or the mm -hmm. you know records of mm -hmm. courses taken. Uh, letters of recommendation and a personal statement. Now, of course, there's another element, you know, if the students mm -hmm. are applying for financial aid and so on. Right. Um, but I think yes. we'll be taking that up with another episode that's different from yeah. this one. <laughs> so let's circle back then. Okay, so the application is itself mm -hmm. uh, seems pretty clear and straightforward. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to that personal statement. Because yes. it is one that, that I realize, you know, many students... Um, struggle with or stress over. Mm -hmm. um, what sorts of advice do you have in terms of writing a personal statement? Yeah, so the the number one thing we stress when we're meeting with students uh, that have questions about a personal statement is make sure you know what the prompt is. So um, okay, so that means make sure you pay attention to the question that you're being <laughs> asked 
to write about because each college can be interestingly different yes. in terms of what they're asking their applicants to write about. Yeah. So right. while this is a, a way for you to be able to let the university know, here's who I am, they want to know how you're going to be um how you're going to be contributing to the university. Um, you're going to be a part of a whole new community. Um, so this is their way of getting to know you on another level. So definitely making sure that you are reading those prompts and answering those questions because they're going to be looking for those. I'm also hearing then something else, which is you can't write a personal statement for one school and then say you're done and put right. that same personal statement for all the other colleges. Yes, yes. But you've got to make sure your statement is applicable and fits to each college individually. Correct. Yeah. So just like if you were applying for a job, you're going to want to tailor it to each job position, right? So same thing with schools. I've had students actually come in, have me read their personal statements, and they have the wrong school in there. Oh, dear. Yeah, so that's not good. Good thing they came in to talk with me. Excellent. Right? That's but... why it's always good to have somebody that you're going to exactly. and having a different yeah. pair of eyes. Have some right? second eyes, look at it. Um, yep. Yeah, so definitely be careful knowing what the prompts are um, because those are definitely key factors within your personal statement that reviewers are going to be looking at. Okay, yeah. so that leads us actually to a really important question that I, I'm sure students ask you every day mm -hmm. um, when they're sitting there, they're, they're filling out their applications, they might be getting them completed, they're getting ready to send them off, right? Mm -hmm. What are colleges looking for? What are they looking for? the applications. I think one of the bigger things that I would say that they were looking for is um, what, what do you want to pursue? Um, why do you want to pursue it? So a lot of students will say, you know, I want to go into, into IT because I'll make a lot of money, but that's not necessarily what the universities want to hear while they do recognize, yeah, it's going to bring you to, uh, have a very good paycheck. Um, they want to know what, it, what are your passions? Why did you choose IT? Uh, or why did you want to choose a specific major? And how is that school going to help you get to where you want to be? Um, I think that's a, a big thing is, why did you choose this school? This is really important mm -hmm. to contemplate. It's the yeah. same you know, in terms of why the student is choosing a school mm -hmm. or why a student is choosing a career. Mm -hmm. And you bring something up that I think is really important for us to just pause and, and contemplate, right? Right. So you used IT as an example. Yeah. And uh, it could, have you had students say, I, I want to study IT because I'm going to make a lot of money? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, something that's interesting that we know in terms of research is that when you don't have enough money, um, and what I mean by that is not enough money to uh provide for shelter, mm -hmm. adequate food, to be able to have heat and mm -hmm. electricity and so on. Because you've heard, you've always heard this phrase, right? Um, money can't buy happiness, mm -hmm. right? Right. And of course, people who struggle financially say, well, the heck it can't. Mm -hmm. Of course, money can buy happiness. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't have enough money. Yeah. Well, but what research shows us is once you have enough money, mm -hmm to adequately live having more money does not make a person happier right mm -hmm. and what we find in terms of research in terms of happiness life satisfaction life happiness mm -hmm. is how meaningful the work a person does is yes. you know as adults yeah right 
the majority of our waking hours aren't, you know, in the cars that we love or the boats or the house or apartment, wherever we're living or with our loved ones. The majority of our waking (laughs) hours as adults are at our place of work work and and the people (laughs) we work with. Yeah. Right. So choosing a career solely for monetary gain may not be the only thing that one ought to consider in the context of, of satisfaction in life um, and feeling like the work that they do is meaningful. Yeah. And I know this is kind of a sidebar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what you're also talking about is the fact that universities and colleges acknowledge that and see that too. Mm-hmm. And so as much as we want students to be choosing areas of study that are meaningful to them and, and contemplating career choices that are meaningful for them, right. colleges want to know that they're meaningful to the students. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's what I think I hear you saying, that the college wants to know why the student wants to go there. Yes. Yeah. It's not just, oh, I I need to go to another college. It's like, what's special about WSU or what's special about you? Why do you want to be here? Right. What's so special about us? Yeah. And it's it it goes further than just saying UW is a great school or WSU is a great school. I like it there. It's nice. <laughs> what what makes it nice for you? What is it about the school? What are the components of the school that um, that you feel would make or that you would be a good fit for that school? Or um, why do you think it's going to help you be successful? This is telling me mm-hmm. that in terms of planning and mm-hmm. application, you know, planning around the application, mm-hmm. it's not just that you that you choose, oh, okay, I, I picked three or four colleges that are nearby where I live or near the area I want to be, that the student needs to do a little research about that college and why it would be a good fit for them. Right. I mean, you're spending two years at this school Again, being a part of a community, so going right. beyond being a student, this and is probably a at a at a higher price, right? right? Yeah, so make the most out of it. Um, there's going to be so many opportunities outside of the classroom for you to be able to uh, develop your communication skills with people. I, for example, I was involved in a lot of clubs, and that was one of the things that I wanted to be a part of when I transferred was. I wanted to be part of a Filipino uh, student association, Mm -hmm. and I was able to really hone in my leadership skills, which helped me find a job after school. So, so that you bring up student activities, (laughs) extra extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. So so we're right now focusing on you know what do colleges look at um, and look for in application. So we've touched on you know they want to know what's meaningful or important about what it is that you're saying you want to study there. Right. They're looking Mm -hmm. for what's meaningful about why the student would want to go to that college. Mm -hmm. Are they looking for extracurriculars? Are they looking for student activities, student clubs, leadership activities? Those are definitely very helpful. Um, I I always say, especially for the ones that are um, pertaining to your major, but if you if you've decided if on you've a, decided an area of study, right. <laughs> correct, yeah. um, but they also want to know again how are you going to be contributing to the community mm-hmm. that you're going to be joining if you're going to a university, you know. What about what about uh, work experience? I mean, so many of the students at Green River mm-hmm. are working not just one job but you know multiple, multiple jobs. jobs. Yeah. Um, is this an advantage to be able to identify to share with? 
the next college that they're juggling Definitely. You know, one or more jobs? Yes, and I, I've, I've done that as well. So I've worked two jobs when I was going to school full time. Those are the things they want to hear about. I mean, that's showing perseverance, right, for right. a student. Um, Absolutely. Time management. Time management. Yeah. So definitely. I mean, if you're making the time and effort, you know, to not only work, um, you know, have familial duties and also be a successful student, that's huge. That's a huge accomplishment that you should be priding yourself and sharing within your personal statement. Right. For sure. is, is there any other advice that you say to students when they're making their applications in terms of what colleges look for? Um, I think uh, another thing that I also mention, in addition to like time management and, you know, working at the same time is if there are hardships that you experience, um, again, going into like the perseverance, while sometimes they could be tough to reflect upon, um, can be very beneficial in explaining, okay, well, let's connect this to the student's transcript. Maybe this is why around this time, they maybe they weren't as successful, but again, they tried it again and they did better. So they're going to be able to connect those uh, your story to your transcript and say, oh, OK, this is why this was going on. Or, and that's that's such a common experience yeah? yes, for students mm-hmm. that that sometimes there, there are difficulties that occur. We all have them. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And it might have occurred where it affected a term or two, maybe even a whole year of education. And yes. maybe the student took some time away and time mm-hmm. off from from school, came back, right. had to maybe repeat courses. Yeah. That's a success story. It is. Um, yeah. Oftentimes students see that as a, as a deficit or a negative or mark against them when in fact they're showing resiliency, right. they're showing success and that perseverance. That is a huge accomplishment. Right. Yeah. It's a positive story to share with the, with the college destination. Yeah. So let's see if we can tie this together today. (laughs) So a couple of things I've heard that I'm hoping our student listeners have heard. Um, As soon as you're at Green River, it's time to start the planning process for for transfer. But certainly by the time you've accomplished 45 credits, you should be at our Career and Advising Center seeing Eileen uh, or other transfer advisors in terms of making a plan, in Mm -hmm. terms of identifying the colleges that you might want to be applying to and Mm -hmm. starting to look at the applications and what they look like and the deadlines that are connected to those applications based on the schools that you think you might apply for. So importance of planning, but the importance of not being afraid to go into the advising office saying, I know I've got a transfer. I haven't even begun my process. Who can I talk to? Yeah. So that's what I'm pulling out of our conversation, of course, many other things. But what would be some last takeaways today, Eileen, in terms of the student who's a transfer student mm-hmm. and they know that they've got to make application? What top takeaways and action steps? We'd like to have actions for sure in each of our episodes. Yeah. What should our students do? What kind of advice can you give them? Yeah, meet with us. We want to meet with you no matter how many times you know, if you have questions, if you need to email us, you can call us. We are there. So don't ever be afraid um, to ask any questions. There's there's no such thing as a silly question or a dumb question. We are here to answer every single question. And I bet if they have it, 
other students have that you question too. You are not the too. only one. You are correct. not the only one that yes. has all the questions. Whatever right. question you have, you are not the only one. For sure. Everyone else is trying to figure this out too, yes? Yes, yes, for sure. Um, and then the other thing is to really take advantage of the events that we have here at Green River. Right. And yeah. that's the reminder uh, <laughs> connected. And we'll probably load these on to our uh, this episode as well. We'll probably put these additional resources mm-hmm. to each of the episodes related to transfer. Again, if you go to greenriver.edu forward slash GatorCast, you will find additional resources listed um, with each of the episodes on transfer. We might have resources with our other podcasts too, and you can find them all at that website location. And take advantage of these additional activities yes. like transfer fairs, transfer fairs, transfer workshops, yeah. meeting with advisors from other colleges yeah. when they're here on different days. Table events. Yeah, Any additional sure. resources that you can think of? We, um, if you're still exploring, we always stress voice is, a, is such a helpful tool. Voice. Now that's yeah. W-O-I-S-E? W-O-I-S. Oh, W-O-I-S. Dot and org. that is a dot mm-hmm. org. Mm-hmm. And that is something that Josh Staffieri, who's our <laughs> career uh, specialist here, career specialist for you students at Green River College, mm-hmm. um, can help you go to and explore. That is a career exploration mm-hmm. tool. You need to go to the advising center. They can give you a login a site for key. that. A yeah. site key, they call it. Yeah. Another way I like to say login, <laughs> password, whatever. <laughs> so check that out because voice, uh, voice is a is a tool that can help you do some career exploration. Yeah. It also gives you a list if you have a specific major that you want to do, but you don't know where you want to go. It even lists different schools that provide a specific degree that you're looking for. Excellent. So if you are not sure where you want to go or, you, you know, you just want to explore other options. Right. So if again, I knew I wanted to study economics. Right. I could put that in there and they'll say, here are all the schools that offer economics. Yeah. Here are the best ones right. and so on. Because, again, having those three to four options, very important. Okay. So that'll help you pick those three to four options. Excellent. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to list all these resources uh, that you just mentioned and I know we've talked about in prior episodes on mm-hmm. transfer up on our website. Again, greenriver.edu forward slash GatorCast. And Eileen, I just want to thank you for being here today yeah, talking about transfer. This is fun. Our, <laughs> it is fun. Right? Yeah. Students out there and other listeners, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Remember, this is one of a three-part series on transferring from Green River College. You can go anywhere from here yes. from the banks of the green river to the world that's what i like to say I love that. yeah yeah i think we should start you know hashtagging that. yeah all right you've heard it here first on GatorCast. thank you have an excellent day check our website and remember to subscribe greenriver.edu forward slash GatorCast. looking forward to having you listen in next time